Talking Terra with TFL. Uh, my name is Zion, and I'm the head of communications at TFL. Uh, today, we have Chris here, who is the CEO of TFL. We may have some others join later on. Um, but there's been a number of new developments on the Alliance front recently, so we'll definitely talk a bit about that today and uh, some other things as well. But maybe a good place to start is on Project Verity, since Chris has been teasing that a bit recently on Warpcast. If so, I know some of you in the community have seen that, um, and some people have been getting excited about that. So, Chris, do you want to? Uh, well, actually, yeah. before just before okay. we dive into that quick, I was just going to say, just so everyone's aware, like always, you know, if you guys have questions or want to uh, talk about something throughout the space, just request to speak, and I will add you as a speaker. Uh, you could also reply to the tweet for this space. And we'll check that throughout and try and get to some of those as well. Um, all right, Chris, feel free to take it away. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump in. Um, I gotta. I gotta leave in thirty minutes, so I'll be here for the first half. So maybe I'll do like ten to fifteen, um, and then take questions if there are any questions related to Verity specifically, and then I'll jump off and let you cover Alliance and anything else that comes up. Um, yeah. So we've been um, We've had this project Verity that we've 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 teased it for a little while, and and I've talked about this as recent or as far back as Cosmoverse that we were working on um, a decentralized identity project. But it, it probably makes sense to take a step back um, and talk about why we're working on it, or why we felt like this was a problem that needed to be solved, um, and, and then also why we think we're in a position to do it. So. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think, as you guys know, you know, at TFL, we're always looking for ways we can drive blockchain usage with real world activity of some kind, right? Like, can we bring real economic activity on chain or can we connect into um, real world economic activity? Um, and I think there are a lot of people who are trying to do this. But, you know, one of the things that I think is going to be a massive use case and, and one that's already proven out is markets and marketplaces, right? But so far... Um, the marketplaces that have existed in crypto um, have been limited to digital assets, um, but they don't need to be, right? Because I think marketplaces right now and Web 2 um, could benefit from some Web 3 um, disruption. And when I talk about marketplaces, like a few examples of this would be like a labor marketplace, like Fiverr or Upwork. Um, or like, for example, vacation rentals like Airbnb um, or Verbo. Um, and the reason why they could use disruption is they just have a massive amount of platform lo uh, lock-in. So, um, for example, with Upwork, right? Like if you're someone who's on that, on that platform doing jobs, you're building a reputation. Um, but you can't access your reputation through their API. 
you can't export your reputation. You're trapped with the set of rules and boundaries that they apply to that platform. And while you might agree with them initially, once you're locked in, they can make changes to that platform, right? And so you saw this, this doesn't just apply to marketplaces, it applies to social networks. And that's why I've been playing around with Farcaster and why I think Farcaster is an important experiment. I don't know if it'll actually work or not, but um, it's worth, worth trying. Um, you've seen this with like with like Facebook and Instagram and all the social networks as well, right? Like they used to be open platforms where developers could build uh, based on their API and then they changed the rules and they took it away. But you're already there and you already have your network there. Um, I was actually part of a company um, called Zynga that was particularly annoying on Facebook when developers were able to use that platform. But our entire business model was plugging into their API and building Facebook games. Um, and then one day they just turned the switch and our company basically tanked overnight and we had to rebuild. Um, and so that's why like the platform lock, lock-in is challenging. Um, and, you know, Web3 is, is particularly suited to solving that um, because you have sovereignty, because you own your information, you own your money. Uh, but in order to make it work, like and to start bringing new types of marketplaces online. And, and we've been talking about doing marketplaces, a uh, labor marketplace in, in Terra since back long before the DPEG, right? Um, you need some concept of reputation. Uh, you need some concept of identity. Um, and, and it turns out there's a standard for this called decentralized identity. And, and we could go way down this path, but uh, a lot of people have been trying to solve this problem. We think we have like a very specific perspective on how it should be solved. Um, at the application layer um, that benefits Terra. It, it brings your reputation online into Cosmos and beyond eventually um, and allows you to, it allows people to build marketplaces that actually don't rely on, on or that don't need or enforce kind of like a platform lock-in. So, um, so that, that was kind of like the genesis of this idea is, is initially we, we wanted to build marketplaces. We know marketplaces they should exist in crypto. We know they've been successful. In order to expand the new types of marketplaces where economic activity can take place on chain, um, we realized you, you needed to build kind of like an identity and reputation layer. And so, um, yeah, that's what we're doing with Verity. And the idea is um, that you can essentially create an identity similar to the way you create a wallet, right? You have a set of private keys. You control your identity. People can issue credentials against your identity. So, for example, in the case of a labor market, um, you know, we want to build enterprise markets. So that would be like a labor market for for um, the enterprise platform. So if you do a job on enterprise um, and the reviewer gives you, you know, a five star review, uh, you can take that review anywhere with you, right? Like it's completely compatible with any decentralized application, decentralized identity application that exists, whether it's on Terra, Ethereum, or isn't connected to a blockchain at all, right? Like if LinkedIn, and God forbid you have to use LinkedIn, but like if they implemented decentralized credentials, um, you know, it would be valuable there as well. And so you're not locked into the platform like you would be with Fiverr. Um, and so there are a hundred different use cases for this, right? Like, so for example, um, there are companies issuing KYC. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not, KYC is like kind of like a, a bad word, but uh, I would, I'm not implying that people should implement K, like KYC on anything, but it, it opens up a lot of opportunities, right? So if 
you can issue a KYC to a decentralized identity. Um, they can prove that they're at least unique, right? Like they could prove they have a passport. And so you solve a big bot problem and they can prove that the, the great thing about the centralized identity and the implementation that we put together is it's built on ZK proof technology. So you can prove that you're a human essentially without revealing any of the details about yourself. So it allows you to continue to operate anonymously, uh, but with sovereignty over your identity and your reputation um, in a way that's just not possible today. Um, so that's the idea, you know, you could do KYC on chain, um, you could do, DAOs could issue credentials for participation um, that allow people to can build a reputation online. Validators could issue like governance participation credentials. Um, obviously you could do jobs, you could do reviews, right? And like anything you can think of where you want to recognize work or an activity that someone's done. If you think of POAPs, POAPs are great. Like I love the idea, but they're transferable, right? So <laughs> like, so did you actually show up to an event? Were you actually there or did you just buy the POAP from someone or did they transfer it to you, right? Um, the great thing about these, the decentralized identity um, standard is that it's cryptographically verifiable back to the person that it was issued with, right? Um, and so you can't transfer them around. Um, Vitalik has, has like played around with this idea a little bit with the idea of soulbound tokens, right? Um, but soulbound tokens don't have privacy. And so people can just airdrop. Also, like you can't control what comes into your wallet. So people can just airdrop tokens to you and then they're stuck with these NFTs forever. Um, with decentralized identity, you get to choose what people can see. So um, you might not want, like someone can give you a decentralized, like a, a credential that, that you've done something, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to display it. Um, it's really up to you to define what your reputation is going to be and to define which aspects of your reputation and your identity that you want to share with people. So um, a lot of teams have worked on this. You can, you can find endless startups that have tried to solve the decentralized identity problem. Um, and generally what you see is there are really good solutions out there, but they're being built in a vacuum, right? And so you have this, this identity solution, but you don't have any of the other tools you need to make it successful or to drive adoption. And that's where I think we at TFL and the Terra ecosystem have a unique advantage. And the advantage is we, we have a community, we have a blockchain, um, we have an application like Enterprise that can integrate these verifiable credentials into DAO workflows, into protocol workflows. Um, and we can build more applications on top of it, like an enterprise labor market. And then the other piece of the puzzle that's really, really interesting is that we have Station. And a decentralized identity can be managed just like your crypto wallet can be managed. So imagine you now also have like an identity tab where you can manage all of your reputation, all of these credentials you've been given. And when you connect to an application, you're now connecting not only with your crypto wallet, you're connecting with your identity wallet. And so there can be... Um, identity enabled and reputation enabled applications that combine both your crypto assets and your reputation into one into one workflow and that opens up like an entirely new type of protocol and application that can be built um, and we could spend i could spend you know hours talking about like the types of things that enable beyond just being able to to port your reputation 
but it's 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 endless and you can find them on your own right like if you go look at like um if you go look up use cases for it so and then station will also be which i think could be really exciting it can also serve as kind of like your profile page so um you're managing your identity and your reputation in station wallet you can also generate like your station url which is like your profile and kind of like your public reputation um and so it, that opens up a lot of opportunities as well it opens up a lot of opportunity at, um, for station adoption um, it kind of gives it an edge over other wallets as it'll allow you to do more than than just kind of swap tokens and connect to protocols that's a rough high level we've been talking about this so if you haven't seen Warpcast, Warpcast is a decentralized social network implementation that's been getting kind of a lot of buzz within crypto lately. Um, I think we all saw what happened with Frentech. Um, it got a lot of buzz because there was speculation attached to it, but you know, and for a social network, that's just not going to work out in the end. Uh, Warpcast has taken more of an organic growth approach. Um, and so like what I did was I spun up a Terra Warpcast channel um and i've been talking about this project in there and we've been like teasing screenshots and we're going to do a demo um where we're going to share the link in that channel and that's mostly i'm not trying to like spin up another major channel for terra that everyone needs to be watching it's more that i want to experiment with decentralized social networks because they play kind of a key role in what we're building for verity um and i need any participants i can't just like if i'm in that channel just kind of talking to myself it's, i'm not really going to get any decent use out of it so um, if you want to follow the project closely, we're going to be doing it in that channel. Um, and I think it's kind of a cool experiment to go play around with anyway to, to get an idea of what like a decentralized um, social network or marketplace could eventually look like. I'll pause there. Yeah, I think that was a that was a great explanation. Um, we have a, a question here um, from AR Khan. So let's let's add him. Hello, sir. How are you? Can you hear us? Oh, they left. <laughs> Okay, let's see if we have any questions in the chat. Oh, we do. I see. I see Moon Rabbit Validator down there. Just checks in the mail, buddy. <laughs> All right, Galactic Punks, how's it going? Do you have a question? Yes. Can. The TFL Community Grant and how that is proceeding along, and basically uh, where it's at. It's been kind of close to four months now since that. Just about past three or four months. Um, and I just wanted to, to hear from your perspective, I guess, uh, how the community and how TFL have used that to benefit um, the ecosystem. Um, the community grant. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are a lot of different. So there's nothing specifically happening with community grant. It's in like a vesting contract. It's earnings taking rewards. We had the delegation committee put together a proposal or put together a plan on how to allocate it among stakers. Um, and it's just kind of sitting there. So th there's nothing really to do with that right now. But um, the way it's benefited the community is it's enabled TFL to make more investments, right? So I think you guys have already seen, it's clear like the amount of capital we were able to commit in terms of liquidity um, to try to get volume and transaction transactions moving on Terra again, try to solve the cold start problem. So that was one. Um, we couldn't have done the Pulsar deal without um, that community grant either. So that's another one where, um, you know, I think it's it's not it's probably not clearly immediately like like what the line is between like TFL acquiring Pulsar and like value to the Terra ecosystem is, but uh, beyond it being just like a killer um, portfolio tracking app, 
and beyond like the the future vision of it it completely integrated with station um in a way that's i think will bring users back back to station and like draw attention just for terra generally uh, pulsar is the and the technology they built is a driving force behind foundation um, which is essentially like the culmination of everything we've learned and trying to build like these new cross-chain abstracted applications right and it's like the data source behind station um, and that's the product that we're going to be making completely available to all of the, the protocols in our ecosystem so that um, when applications build on Terra, they have like this access, they have access to this like consolidated cross-chain abstracted view of the world and their applications can reflect that, right? And, th and that's kind of what we're building towards is that, that applications that are built on Terra just feel different, um, just like they did before. Um, and I think we've shown like proof of concept, it's more than proof of concept. We've shown implementation of that on station. We've shown implementation of that on enterprise. Uh, Solid was the first team, uh, third-party team to implement foundation. Um, and you can see how it works there, right? Like they've, the cross-chain money market vision, that's just like the tip of the iceberg on what's possible. So, I mean, those are some examples. Um, we've also been able to, you know, help teams with audits, help teams with development. Um, I think there's a lot going on. I think specifically probably like the more interesting thing, I think like we've had conversations with LionDAO and, and with you Galactic Punks about like how, how does it drive value to the DAOs is one of the things we wanted to do um, with some of the tokens we bought or earned in, um, in these DEXs on Terra was like delegate responsibility for, um, for like allocating, for like participating in the Astro Wars and the Euro Wars and ensuring that like all of the projects in Terra have ample liquidity. Um, and again, making that another reason why you would want to launch in Terra. And so like that, that's another um, thing that's, that's yet to happen yet, mostly because we, the, those wars, like the war, the war game hasn't really kicked off yet. Um, but that was one of the things we wanted to do is like delegate that authority to collect it, uh, to like the, the main DAOs on, on the Terra blockchain and allow them to earn income from uh, the allocations that they're making and like the rewards that are generated on the pools that they allocate to. That's just a few. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, gonna... it's just, it's just given us a lot. I, I can tell you like this, the community grant generally has just given us, um, it just gives us a sense of security that if we burn through all of our treasury and if we eventually will, um that we have life at the end of it um so yeah and is any of the community grant stuff um implicated through the bankruptcy filings or, or anything like that well yeah i mean all assets of tfl or but it's not i mean it's not through the bankruptcy filing like the the i mean every every asset of tfl is is at risk if tfl were to get shut down right and that's more about it's not about bankruptcy as much as it is about um, the SEC trial, right? Um, or, may, or any of the other kind of challenges we face. So um, the bankruptcy just adds options, which sounds weird, right? Because the word bankruptcy has connotations, but the bankruptcy just like extends the lifespan beyond um, this negative judgment that we've gotten with the, with the summary judgment. But um, 
So it definitely like it gives us a lot of different options on how to potentially come out the other side of a long term uh, loss, but it doesn't it doesn't eliminate um, the fact the risk that um, you know it doesn't it doesn't eliminate like the existential risk that TFL faces and has always faced, right? And that was that was always going to happen. That was going to happen regardless of the bankruptcy. And and frankly, the trial was supposed to already be over, like essentially yesterday, based on our estimates. The original trial date was end of January. We expected it to be about a two and a half week, um, two and a half week process. Like that that without the chapter eleven, like if that trial had gone on, and for some reason we had lost, that would have been that could have been the end. Um, now the trial's pushed back to March. Um, and the bankruptcy will hopefully, if, if, if it doesn't come out in our favor, the bankruptcy will give us a chance to appeal. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining. I think, um, like the GP team, we do have ideas and, and things that we'd like to, to work on. So maybe it's worth opening a direct, uh, direct line of communication with you. Cheers. Have a good day. Yeah, for sure. We want to work. It's, it's best to connect with Mark and, and the team just because I can, especially with what's coming up in the next couple of months, like I can, there, there are weeks where I'm going to be offline. Um, so just make sure I'm not the bottleneck on that. Cool. Um, well, thanks for coming up and uh, thanks for the questions, GP. Um, let's take one more look at the chat and then... Uh, okay, so one question. Yeah, and also, I, I, hey, just just one more one more note on that for anyone who's like DMing me on Telegram. Like, it is hard for me to keep up with like all of the direct messages I get, and so I'm not trying to ignore anyone. Um, but it, the <laughs> I had to rotate my Telegram after the DPEG, and I might have to do it again because you know once people get a hold of it, it it's kind of like just an onslaught, and there's no way for me to gate it or figure out. Or kind of sort through telegram doesn't have a lot of tools that are that are helpful for that so if, I, if you have so many messages i didn't get back to you i apologize it's just it's more than i can handle um one of the questions in the chat here was any plans for first party DeFi primitives games maybe so i think i'm not sure if that's uh that was pyro that asked that i'm not sure if it was a question related to if tfl is going to be developing those yeah, no, TFL is not going to build any games. We have no, like, I've, I've talked about this on other spaces. Like, uh, games are tough, man. I've worked for, I've worked for two gaming companies, um, Zynga and Electronic Arts. Uh, that is a very, I mean, look, we, we could put something together with like gamified mechanics uh, that tries to get you to click on a button, um, but it won't survive. Um, so I have a very kind of close perspective to what it takes to build a good game that's actually engaging for people. And even the, the best companies in the world at it swing and miss more often than they hit. Uh, and so I would love to bring gaming on chain on Terra. Um, I think there are examples of people who have been successful, um, like the Terra poker team, uh, but we don't, Terra doesn't have the capabilities to do that, even if we wanted to. Um, another question was just related to Station Mobile. So Station Mobile V3, um, is that expected for February release? Um, 
I don't know if I know the answer to that. And I don't know for sure it's going to be February. I think February, I think we're going to have like an internal release in February and then it's going to go to March. I think the, yeah, like, that the was, external release would be March. That was my understanding as well. Yeah, so Dashboard is the next release station, V3 Dashboard. And so that's going to be, uh, oh, we have Stephen uh, requesting to speak. So maybe he can provide some more context on this. Yeah, and I would just say, I've got to jump right after this. I would just say, like, I understand the frustration with Station Mobile not being out. Um, it, it's kind of a situation similar to Enterprise, right, where... Um, people were pushing us pretty hard to get it out faster and we were holding it back because we wanted, we wanted a specific implementation that was going to allow us to build faster, longer term. Um, and there was like some re-architecture that had to be done. There were just some technical things that took a long time. I think you've seen like that investment paid off with enterprise and you're, you're seeing new releases every two weeks and it's just going to be impossible for anyone else to keep up with that team. Same situation playing out with Station Mobile right now. Um, we need it built the right way once and for all, um, and in a way that we can continue to iterate on it quickly. And and that's why that's why it's being held back a little bit. Uh, but when it's ready to go, um, it's going to be a fucking monster, especially when it when it integrates with uh, with um, Pulsar. I got to jump. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Oh, and I wanted to uh, mention on the station. Uh, released real quick. Uh, just to let everybody know, Station V3 Dashboard will come out before mobile. So uh, as a rule of thumb, if Station V3 Dashboard hasn't come out, mobile's not yet. <laughs> there will probably be a gap between them. Uh, and the team's going to try to make that as small of a gap as possible. But I wouldn't expect it like three days later. So Dashboard's not out. Mobile's still coming. After uh, Dashboard's out, we'll start uh, given more information on mobile. Cool. Thanks, Stephen. Um, all right, let's transition to the Alliance side of things. There's been a number of new developments uh, in this area. So recently we released the Alliance animated explainer video, breaking down how Alliance works and how alliances are formed. And you can check that out. It's on Tara's YouTube channel. We also published a guide on how to stake Alliance assets on station. Um, so, you know, staking Alliance assets, if you're staking like a liquid staking token, you'll earn dual yield. So you'll earn the staking rewards from the initial chain you staked on, as well as the rewards from the allied chain that you stake those assets on. So anyone that's interested, you can find both the video and the staking guide in the pinned thread on our Twitter slash X account here. Um, in addition to that, Persistence One, which is a chain focused on liquid staking tokens recently announced that they're going to be integrating Alliance and building on top of it to enable wrap stake Alliance assets for several Cosmos tokens. And restaking and security have been hot topics within the crypto space as of late. So uh, why don't I unpack the announcement a little bit and then we can discuss it and I'll answer any questions uh, about this as well. So we're going to be co-hosting a space actually next week to discuss Alliance and restaking more in depth with the persistence team and that will likely be on tuesday so stay tuned for details on timing for that but at a high level persistence one is looking to integrate alliance in two phases so phase one is integrating the alliance module on persistence one and then whitelisting cosmos tokens like uh, stk atom and others as alliance assets and i spoke with the team this week a uh, little bit of alpha for you guys and they said they're interested in building a Luna liquid staking token 
and whitelisting it as an alliance asset on persistence. So this would enable Luna stakers to earn boosted yield in the form of XPRT by staking their Luna LSTs on persistence. And vice versa on Terra, we would whitelist, uh, you know, consistent with the uh, alliance um, proposal that passed a while back um, for the first 10 chains to integrate alliance and form uh, a positive yield alliance with Luna LSTs. Um, Terra would whitelist XPRT LSTs and enable uh, stakers to earn Luna rewards by staking their XPRT on Terra. Um, so that's that's phase one. And then phase two is building liquid restaking tokens or LRTs as, as they're calling them. And you can think of these like liquid staking tokens you get after you stake an Alliance asset on a chain like Persistence One. So for example, you may receive a Luna LRT after staking SDK Luna on Persistence One. So here you'd be earning Luna and XPRT staking rewards and still have the ability to use that LRT, let's call it LR Luna, in uh, DeFi applications. Um, so that's going to be uh, coming up relatively soon. Like I said, we're going to have this space uh, next week. So there's more that goes into their restaking vision, and we'll explore that in the Twitter spaces next week. But restaking as a concept was actually pioneered by TFL with the development and release of the Alliance module back in uh, Q1 2022. Um, it's recently grown in popularity just due to Eigenlayer, which is a project on Ethereum. If, if you guys aren't familiar with that. And uh, although both Alliance and Eigenlayer allow users to restake assets, as in you can stake a token in one place, earn rewards for doing so, and then stake that token again elsewhere to earn additional rewards and support both ecosystems simultaneously, uh, these two projects, Alliance and Eigenlayer, are different in some important ways. And one of the main differences is that Eigenlayer is focused on security, uh, which, you know, kind of IE, this is increasing the cost to attack a given app or chain, whereas Alliance is focused on strengthening the economic viability of an ecosystem. So although Alliance can increase the chain security or, or you know, the cost of corruption by enabling liquid staking tokens or other assets from allied chains to be restaked on the chain, this is uh, only one of its use cases and a secondary one at that. So it's primarily designed to strengthen the economic viability of these blockchain ecosystems by enabling the formation of mutually beneficial relationships between chains. So if you think of blockchains like digital nation states, uh, this is very similar to forming free trade agreements between countries. Um, so when you form an alliance between two chains, it's you know you're forming this relationship where both of the chains are trading staking rewards with each other. And the rationale for focusing alliance on solving the token and chain economic viability problem versus the security problem is that if you look historically at why blockchains fail, not a single Cosmos chain has ever failed due to a 67% attack. They've all failed due to economic non-viability or kind of the slow bleed of their token over time, uh, where they no longer have the economic premium necessary to use it for different things. So suffice to say, if the value of the asset is too low, it's, it's not worth attacking in the first place. So logically, it makes sense to solve for economic viability first and security second. Uh, plus, when you do that, like solving for economic viability helps solve security by default. 
um, because the cost of corruption is higher when the economic viability is higher. Um, when it comes to economic viability, uh, the problem here that Alliance helped solve is that when a chain first launches, it's difficult for people to gauge the value of its token because the rewards that users receive for supporting the network through staking that asset are given in the same token, making it recursive, which tends to be more volatile and less liquid than those of larger, more established chains. So the idea with Alliance is whereas if, if the chain, uh, if a chain, a smaller, newer chain has diversified cash flows coming in through free trade agreements with other blockchains, and the staking awards that are coming to that chain's asset are now coming from more liquid, less volatile, and uncorrelated assets, the economic viability of that chain and its token is much greater. And so this is this is the idea with Alliance. It's it's somewhat akin to globalization, where you're you know you're trading staking rewards with other blockchains to gain economic viability via staking rewards from those other chains. So that's kind of an overview of the problem that Alliance solves, what it's what it's aiming to do. But like I said, in the vein of restaking uh, and security, this is something that you know obviously Alliance can uh, help change with security because you stake these LSTs on these other chains and the value or the cost of corruption for that chain is going up when you do that. And so it is you know, helping uh, address that, but that's not the primary use case for Alliance. Um, but in the vein of persistence, it's really cool that they're building on top of that restaking architecture that Alliance already enables with kind of what I would call single chain restaking where you're taking, you know, one asset, you're staking it on another chain, and you know, you're restaking it one time from the original chain. But the buck kind of stops there unless you build uh, a liquid restaking token like uh, persistence is going to be building because you know you can't, you know, once you alliance stake that asset, that's it's earning dual yield, but then it's you know, you're not using that in DeFi, for instance. Um so let me pause there and see if there's any questions uh, about any of that. And then we can get into some of these other things that has been happening on the Alliance front. There's two governance proposals up on the forum right now uh, for Alliance on Terra. So we'll talk about that in a second. But if anyone has any questions, uh, then just request to speak and I will bring you up. All right. Okay, cool. So it doesn't look like there's any questions right now. So why don't we uh, talk a little bit about the Alliance proposal that we just posted today and how that benefits the Terra ecosystem or how it could benefit the Terra ecosystem. So, um, so Alliance, you know, we just talked a little bit about how Alliance can be used to form these uh, relationships between chains, right? And how it can be used for restaking and allows chains to trade staking rewards. But you can also use Alliance to strengthen a chain and it's in, in its token by whitelisting domestic tokens as alliance assets. So, you know, domestic tokens being tokens that were created and exist on the chain that you're whitelisting that asset on as an alliance asset. So this could be things like LP tokens for a DEX on that chain or uh, things like that. Um, in this vein, we post a proposal today that aims to establish deep stablecoin and Cosmos token liquidity on Terra by whitelisting native stablecoins uh, in the form of USDC and USDT and Adam Luna LP tokens 
from Astroport as Alliance assets. And there's room obviously to expand to other liquidity pools in the future as well uh, for things like Tia Luna, DYDX Luna and more. And so the idea here is that when you whitelist these as Alliance assets and you offer APRs that are uh, that rival some of the top performing pools for these assets within Cosmos, excluding deck swap fees, which you you know you get on top of that, uh, you can attract a broad base of users to Terra. And if we motivate these users to contribute liquidity for these pairs and stake their LP tokens on Station in exchange for Luna rewards, this presents a number of benefits to the Terra ecosystem, which we outline in that proposal. But just as an overview. Um, these include things like bringing in millions of dollars of capital and users uh, from within and beyond Cosmos, new DeFi applications, because you're creating kind of fertile ground for these new applications to get built because you'll have robust stablecoin and Cosmos token liquidity. Chris was talking about this earlier. It's kind of helping to solve the cold start problem with, you know, first you kind of need liquidity in some cases to build things on top of that. And so it'll uh, encourage new application development, um, increase transaction volume because DEX aggregators like TFM, Skip, uh, and others will route stablecoin and atom swaps through Terra. Uh, increased brand awareness and new Luna alliances because showcasing alliance in this way is going to help provide a powerful example of how it can be used, how the module can be used to strengthen these decentralized economies. And finally, new assets and low slippage, because right now there isn't yet a native USDC, USDT stable swap pool on Terra. And the existing Atom pool that uh, that exists is, is XYK, and it has like no liquidity. So um, there's a number of benefits uh, to adding these, these tokens and future LPs as well as Alliance assets on Terra. And if we wanna make Terra the home of stablecoin and blue chip asset liquidity within Cosmos. Uh, the Terra community can target APRs, like I said, that are competitive with the top pools for these assets. So for USDC, USDT, we could target 40%. Uh, and that would be, you know, obviously Alliance APRs are dependent on the amount of the Alliance asset that's staked at any given time, right? So like at the beginning, when the Alliance assets are first listed, the APR is gonna be higher than 40%, right? Because there's more rewards to go around for, you know, it's like less mouths to feed essentially with the same amount of food. And so when $10 million, that's why we have in the proposal, we outline the target staked LP value. So when we're at that target staked LP value of 10 million for the, for the stable swap LP, the APR will be 40%. And for Adam Luna, the APR when we have 1.5 million of that LP token of Adam Luna staked will be 20%. And those are very compelling rates. And that's the primary reason why this proposal has a high probability of achieving the above objectives or benefits that uh, I mentioned. Um, and one other thing to just briefly mention on this is that once the target staked LP value for each Alliance LP asset is hit, all the unused Luna will be returned to native Luna stakers. So nothing goes to waste. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, we, in the proposal, it's, you know, the reward, the combined reward weights for these two pools is uh, 0.115. And so the idea there is, that, you know, obviously as Luna's price fluctuates, 
you know, you have more or less value to go around and provide as rewards to these pools. And so the idea is that that reward weight should accommodate future pools as well. So when, you know, before those future pools are added as Alliance assets, these two pools will have enough rewards that they can hit these target APRs at those target staked value levels. And any Luna that's still around, that, you know, that's above that will go back to Luna stakers so that it's not wasted. Um, any questions on that? Anything that anyone wants to discuss about this proposal? I'm personally, this is probably the proposal that I'm most excited about outside of, uh, well, I would say probably the proposal I'm most excited about over the past uh, several that I've seen. I'm honestly just excited. I mean, so one of the exciting things about this as well is that if, if Terra ends up passing this, uh, I believe this will be, Terra will become the first Cosmos chain to uh, utilize LP tokens in this way. And so uh, another first for the Terra ecosystem, which is pretty exciting and obviously good for brand awareness and reputation long run. Steven, do you have any thoughts on this or any questions? No, I think it just shows the uh, flexibility of uh, Alliance. I mean, yeah, a lot of people have been talking about the restaking uh, elements, which are really cool, the restaking as in with other chains. Uh, but this just shows that it's really powerful for all sorts of uh, staking-based um, you know, use cases. Uh, and and look, more liquidity is always good, so this is a good use case for it. Yeah, this is persistence will be the um, persistence is going to be the sixth chain to integrate the alliance module. But I imagine, you know, one of the one of the things with alliances um, that uh, that I think has been started to get addressed through some of the things we've been doing, like the alliance explainer video and also some UX improvements on station, which which will be implemented after uh, station dashboard goes live. Um, will just make it easier to stake Alliance assets and also see the value in, you know, utilizing the Alliance module to grow your ecosystem. So when you create anything new, that's like, you know, that's powerful, but might be difficult for people to understand at, you know, at first glance, it's good to showcase the use cases of like how it's being used to benefit an ecosystem. And that really, you know, that social proof is really what helps drive adoption for that in the future. So with a lot of the teams that I've talked to with regards to Alliance and uh, integrating the module or, or whitelisting Luna LSTs as Alliance assets, um, once they understand how the module works, it's essentially uh, just a matter of, you know, I mean, sometimes they'll just ask, you know, how are things going with existing chains that have integrated Alliance? You know, how are they using it and things like that? So um, this will be another, uh, case study of how you can utilize Alliance in deepening liquidity for different token pairs that are beneficial for the entire ecosystem. And I think that'll go a long way in the future of, uh, you know, accomplishing the benefits that I highlighted in the proposal. All right, just checking the chat quick to see if there's any questions on this. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's another Alliance proposal up right now for Alliance DAO. And uh, that is the ally prop 
So that's to whitelist Ally as an alliance asset. So if you've been listening to um, any of these talking Terra spaces over the past like, several months, you've heard about Alliance DAO, um, and you can follow uh, the Alliance DAO on Twitter to get the latest updates and uh, join the Alliance DAO NFT community. So essentially, Alliance DAO was started when uh, the, the idea for Alliance DAO was created when uh, we ran the uh, game of Alliance incentivized testnet to battle test the Alliance module itself uh, last year, early last year. And the people that participated in that were able to receive uh, an Alliance DAO NFT as part of a collection that was released to reward those participants for helping to battle test the module. And this is actually another use case of how Alliance can be used is to uh, do things like retroactive airdrops which encourage engagement, which which drive future on-chain engagement for different things that can benefit um, protocol and application development. Like in the case of Alliance module, you know, the community's feedback and participation in testing that actively with, like there was like over 5,000 participants that did this. And this was, that was before, um, that was even before we did a retroactive airdrop like this. It's, you can see historically, if you look at, uh, airdrops like this, it increases future engagement because now there is uh, a potential expectation that in the future, if they engage and they help, uh, you know, they actively participate in the community and they help build things and they help advocate for things and they help test things that there could potentially receive a future reward. And so this is another use case for the Alliance module where you can, uh, in the case of Alliance DAO, you're whitelisting a token that uh, the Alliance DAO NFT contract will hold and distribute uh, Luna Stake Rewards to Alliance DAO NFT holders. Um, so it will be a really interesting use case. Uh, if if the proposal passes, it will be a really interesting use case of uh, for Alliance and how it can be used. And I imagine that other chains will likely take notice of it and uh, potentially utilize something similar in the future as well. So definitely check that out on Agora. That that prop is already, or I mean, Commonwealth. Um, check that up. Uh, check that out on Commonwealth, and uh, that's also going to go live for voting uh, in the next few days, probably likely early next week, right, Evan? You want to give that a thumbs up? That's accurate. Yeah, I believe the last time we discussed it, it would be um, either this week or uh, next week uh, was the plan. Uh, and just to, to kind of echo all that, I highly suggest everybody uh, go check that out, give it a read, give it a comment. Um, included in there are you know, the benefits to the, the Terra community. Uh, you can also find a link to the uh, Alliance DAO uh, growth plan, which was uh, approved by the DAO. And that includes a couple of upcoming um, uh, myths or claims of Alliance DAO NFTs. So uh, includes some Terra NFT projects. Because uh, we want to get some more active users in there, and also a general uh, Terra community, Alliance communities uh, kind of one. We'll, we'll release more details on that uh, one uh, as well when it gets a little closer. But yeah, go give it a give it a read, give it a comment. Uh, yeah, Bye. there you go. There's your pitch from Stephen. Go check it out. Head to the forums. Everybody, head to the forums. Cancel your plans. Head to the forums, read both of these alliance proposals, <laughs> and uh, and comments, and we'll try and uh, 
you know, obviously get to those comments as they come. And um, if anyone has any questions about it as well, you know, post those on the forum. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? We have 10 minutes left. Uh, if anyone wants to request to speak, jump up and we can talk about whatever you guys want. That's pretty much everything I had I had to cover uh, on the Alliance side of things. So open to, to chatting about anything that uh, that you guys want to talk about. Let's see if there's any questions in the chat as well. While you're looking for those, I want to give a, a shout out to the uh, Galactic Mining Club. I think they did their mint since the last one, last one of these uh, spaces, but maybe it was before that. Uh, either way, there have been really uh, another cool use case of Enterprise DAO, a really, really active community. I suggest joining their Telegram uh, if you're curious. Um, I think Chris just recently picked up a GMC, so he's, he's joined there as well. So give them a check if you haven't yet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, I think we might be able to close this space out a little bit early then if no one uh, has anything that they want to chat about. Um, that pretty much does it on the things I wanted to cover today. Uh, let me think if there's anything else that's that's worth chatting about. Oh, there's going to be uh, Warp V2 is coming up very soon. So that release uh, is... I think it'll be pretty exciting for the Terra community um, for a couple of different reasons, not just because it enhances the product for Terra developers, but also because uh, the new fee mechanism for Warp V2 is a meaningful improvement over the Warp V1 fee mechanism. And uh, one for one, if you were to compare the two mechanisms, the amount of Luna that would be burned for any given Warp job uh, has significantly increased. And so uh, stay tuned for announcements on that likely coming uh, sometime this next week. Um, but uh, one second, let's bring up, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this name, Ank Ankmanal. Hello. How are you? I'm good, good. Um, did I pronounce your name? Did I pronounce your name correctly, or did I completely butcher it? Is it Ankmanal? Oh, Ankmanal. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, Ankmanal. That's that, that, that's like almost combination of my name and my wife. I just go by Ank, by the way. And uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been uh, holding Luna for oh several years now, and uh, I love that uh, you guys are uh, really active now and listen to Chris's uh, interview with uh, Defined and. Uh, uh yeah uh, i i i love what you guys are doing uh, and it's been weighing on me for uh for a while now and i i just uh so i get that uh tfl is focused on building user facing uh experience so like the marketplace uh enterprise dial and whatnot and uh uh what i've been wondering lately is that there, uh, there are chains that are like focusing on the performance side of things, right? Like the say is working on, they have like, I don't know, like uh, uh, 49 validators doing like the uh, smart block propagation so that like the uh, finality is low, whatever. And I believe that Injective is uh, doing like faster uh, block times as well. And uh, I just wonder if, uh, if anybody is working on like Terra side of things uh to like improve the performance of the chain to reduce the transaction fee so that uh more uh types of like application can be built on top of the terra that was the one question and the second one was that 
if there are any more developments uh, uh, with uh, Interchain, I, I think it was the Alliance NFT, and uh, I believe that it was airdropped to the Alliance uh, module testers, and I think it just uh, didn't include like the most of the Luna audience because, I mean, the, after the DPEG, we just lost kind of like the you know. Uh, to drive and I didn't really participate in that like module and everything, so I didn't get the NFT. But then I I, I did buy, uh, buy some on uh, Necropolis, I believe. And uh, I just wonder if there are any plan to uh, distribute like the the remaining NFTs to more more users or uh, the more people who held like Luna through the details and everything. So. And uh, yeah, that's all I have. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the space, guys. Thank you. No, yeah, of course, man. Thanks for joining. Um, I'll, I'll take the first question. And then I think uh, I'll, I'll let um, Stephen uh, speak to the, to the second one. Um, so for the first one, there's, a, there's actually an entire team at TFL that's working on exactly what you're talking about uh, with regards to kind of upgrading the Terra chain or um, building out kind of future proofing the chain and building out future enhancements for the chain. Chris alluded to this a little bit. Uh, this is Project Quill. And so Chris alluded to this uh, in his Cosmoverse 2023 keynote speech. He talked a little bit about um, upcoming projects. I think Verity was on that list as well. And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's actually uh, just yesterday, we had an internal, uh, well, actually, I think today as well, there was another call um, with the Quill team presenting what they've built so far and um, explaining how it, you know, how it works, how it's improvement over, uh, you know, how it's an improvement over the existing Terra architecture and, and things like that. And so things are coming along nicely on that front. Um, it's a longer, you know, things like that are a longer research and development project. And so they take time to develop and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, because there's, you know, it's not just kind of copying and pasting things from other ecosystems and just saying, you know, hey, you know, this other chain is doing this, so let's just do the exact same thing and, you know, rebrand it or something. Um, the Quill team is actually working on some fundamental innovations uh, or inventions. And so uh, there's some very exciting stuff happening on that front. We're, we're not ready to share anything on that front yet. I think we'll have to wait until we get closer to release, uh, or at least to a testing period, um, where the public can, you know, the community can uh, participate and help test that architecture before it goes live for you know like public mainnet. Um, but yes, to answer your question, yes, that we're absolutely working on that. That's something we've been thinking about for quite some time now. Um, Stephen, do you want to talk to the uh, distribution? of Alliance-style NFTs. I think there's also uh, something written about this in the proposal that's on Commonwealth right now. Am I wrong? Yeah, so yeah, I can take care of that. Uh, you are correct. Uh, so earlier when I referred to the Alliance-style growth plan, um, definitely go to the Commonwealth, go to the, the Ally Alliance Asset proposal uh, and search for that link, Alliance-style uh, growth plan. It's under the benefits to the lunatic community. Um, the TLDR is there's going to be a few different uh, claim or mint opportunities uh, for the Alliance Diamond FTs. Um, the first one will be for, uh, well, 
we're distributing some to people who have already uh, uh, joined the, the um, DAO. So I'm just doing that uh, real quick, um, which by the way, uh, make sure everybody that if you have them to stake them to the DAO, because otherwise I get to, to take part in all these decisions. So highly suggested. Um, but after that, there will be uh, two current opportunities for Terra community members to uh, grab one of the NFTs. Uh, one will be for members of current Terra uh, NFT projects, specifically Skeleton Punks, Galactic Punks, and Pixel Lions. Um, so we're going to whitelist um, wallets who hold those. I believe it's I think the whitelist is already, or the uh, snapshots are already taken. Um, and then they'll have an opportunity to uh, mint the NFTs. Uh, there's going to be a certain number that are uh, distributed that way. There will be uh, more at a later date. It'll be for more of a general Terra or, or you know, interested Alliance um, community members. And we uh, will release details on that one later. Uh, but basically, there'll be two more opportunities to get them that way. Uh, afterwards, the Alliance DAO will still have a lot of NFTs in its uh, treasury, and the DAO will decide what to do with those at that, that point. Um, just for everybody that's not aware, the point of Alliance DAO, the goal of Alliance DAO is to further uh, the adoption of the Alliance module, um, and and as well to you know get more uh, Luna LSTs, um, you know, incorporate as Alliance assets across Cosmos. So that's the goal. Uh, some of the Treasury NFTs will undoubtedly be used to further that goal, but there might be opportunities later on to to snag some more of those. Uh, and of course, you can always grab some on Vicropolis. Uh, I did that myself a couple of times because the pictures are really pretty and I couldn't resist. So uh, that's also an option. But yeah, check all that. Give a comment on the uh, Commonwealth post, uh, and there will be some opportunities coming up soon. Does that answer your question, Ank Ankman? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'm so glad to hear that uh, the team is working on the performance of the chain and uh, really looking forward to the updates. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming up. Um, all right, cool. I think uh, there was one question uh, in the chat that I saw um, that I can just answer real quick, which is, is there a list of apps building on Terra? Um, yeah, so if you head to terra.money uh, and you go to the ecosystem page, you can see the different teams that are building on Terra. And we try and keep that list current. So we try and add to it uh, once we become aware of uh, new projects that have either launched in Terra or are building on Terra. Um, once they're once they feel comfortable with us adding the details there, obviously. Um, cool. Um, all right, cool. I think this is this is a good space. Um, any closing thoughts, Stephen? Otherwise, uh, we can end her here. No, it was great. Um, yeah, thanks for everybody for coming. Yeah, thanks everybody. Anybody uh, who asks questions, listening live or listening back on the Terrace Spaces recording, uh, special shout out to you guys. And we will see you guys next time. Bye now. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days got them acting all bankless. Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They go 
I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tempest Spaces